This is a HeadGum Podcast. Craig. Andrew. I know usually we talk about books on this show, but today I want to talk to you about something else. Do you know what it is? Is it microdosing? It is microdosing. Wow, of all the things that you could have guessed, it is microdosing. (laughs) So we were sponsored this week by Microdose Gummies. I have never loved weed. I can say this honestly. This is not ad copy that I'm reading. This is something that I'm saying from from my heart. It either does His nothing for me. His hand is on a copy of Dune right now. <laughs> it, it either does nothing for me or it does way too much. Okay. Uh, but uh, microdose gummies, I can honestly say they're a nice way to take the edge off after a long day or week. Sure. Um, I've used them to relax and to relieve anxiety. People have also used them for boosting their creativity or their mood. Improving their sleep and staying asleep once they fall asleep, and also relieving muscle tension and pain. If this sounds good to you, Craig, oh, and I, and I think it, I see the interest in your face. Yes, as, as I, I look at you, I have ever felt pain or experienced anxiety, and you know, <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like a, a ticket out of that for yes, a little bit. You can, you can learn more about microdosing THC by going to microdose.com using the code Overdue to get free shipping and thirty percent off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com with the code Overdue. Microdose.com code Overdue for thirty percent off. Welcome to Overdue. It's a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name is Andrew. Up on the housetop, Santa beep. Like, it's happy <laughs> horny days, everybody. This is going to be an explicit episode to celebrate the holidays. Mm-hmm. Send so if, the you kids. Don't wanna, if you don't want to hear anything explicit, you better, yeah, send the kids to bed. Put them in the basement with your... the new N64. Get them out yep. of the room. <laughs> Put on your your cap and head off to a long winter's. Oh nap yes, because it's time to it's time to be horny for it, Christmas. It is uh, <laughs> stretching. Perhaps what well, maybe you have been meaning to read. We stretch. We stretch all kinds of stuff. It's <laughs> it's happy horny days. Uh, usually our show, one of us reads a book and tells the other person about it. But to celebrate the holidays, we of course have both read. This year's Happy Horny Days book. Andrew, mm-hmm. you selected it. I did From a list it. of knowing candidates, let's mm-hmm. say. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what book did we read to celebrate the, the season? We read Her Night with Santa, an FF steamy short, the first book in the Toy Runner series by Adriana Herrera. I never, when I, I realized when I was talking to Susanna about this book today that I'd never said FF out loud. I'd only seen... It written down. Is it how you say it? Like FF? Yeah. Like Final Fantasy? Like female female? Yeah, I mean I know it's fine. I know it's female female. Yeah, I didn't think FF. it was a, I didn't think it was a, a you Final could Fantasy. Say <laughs> now there are Final Fantasy steamy shorts, I'm sure. <laughs> you could say F slash F, I suppose. Yeah, but like slash has its own connotations. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. FF. Yeah. F um, But yes, so a couple of things to note there, right? It's a steamy short. This yep. is not a long book. Nope. It is it is just bumping up against short novella length. Just, Among other things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of bumping in the night. Um, it is the first in a series, and there is lore to talk about there's a little bit of lore honestly wish there was more lore wish there was more lore but yes yes, the toy runner series is three books as of as of this recording her night with santa the toy king and run darling yes um and we i I don't want to talk about them now just what even what the premises are because i that does kind of spoil what the lore of this story is which Mm -hmm. i found very exciting Mm -hmm. Um, but like the the cool thing so all right this is a book where Santa Claus is a woman. Yeah. And Santa Claus gets fucked and fucks in yes. turn. Yes. And so it leads to fun, like you just get to read fun sentences like, what Santa wants, Santa gets. She tells me with a grin, pull down your shirt, baby. I want to suck on your tits. And if that sounds like the kind of thing that you're into, then this is the book for you. If I think. not. If this is the kind of thing you want to read, then this is great. If not, thanks for the download. Um, <laughs> hit the play button and like turn the volume down. So like, 
mm-hmm. we get the full run of the episode. Right, yeah, because right? our advertisers do, do do want like a certain like a minimum number of downloads yeah. and so it would be good. To- um <laughs> and so it's okay if this book is not your bag, mm-hmm. but we know that this book might be somebody's bag. There might be presents mm-hmm. in that bag. We're here to open them for you. Yes, and you we're know? also we're gonna cuss. We're gonna say s- some words. Andrew did just cuss. I did cuss. I took the took the there's the, the word. Let's let's talk about this. The word pussy is in this book a lot. A it's lot. not my favorite word. Not my favorite word. It's not one that I use a lot, like day to day in my. The people life. in this book use the word. Every they talk day, about it all, all the time. So I'm just like just table setting. Yeah, up sure. Top. That's true. Just like honey, love this pussy. She whispers <laughs> before she seals her lips over clit and pierces my ass with a finger. What an amazing line read, Andrew. Great job. (laughs) Just like honey. Love this pussy. He's reading Ikea instructions. (laughs) As we said at top, this book is written by Adriana Herrera, whose website says she's devoted to writing books with unapologetic happy endings. Her work has been described by the New York Times as, quote, sweet and thoughtful and delightfully filthy, too, which Mm -hmm. you can tell already. Yeah. Uh, she was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. She left when she was 23. She had family in the States. And she started uh, reading romance novels in her teens, reading Spanish translations of European YA romances. Um, in addition to her writing work, she also has worked as a trauma therapist in New York City, um, which she says does inform her writing in terms of you know who she wants to see represented, how they experience uh, the things that they do experience, and and of course, wanting to write uh, happy endings for folks in her novels. Yeah, uh, her other her debut series, the Dreamers series, centers on four Afro Latinx men in South Bronx. Um, she's basically was like, I wanted to write a book that didn't exist. Like I wanted to write the book that I wanted to read but didn't exist. So here mm-hmm. I went, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, representation is a big a big thing for her. She's yeah. written about it in. And bustle and elsewhere, um, you can tell just from the some of the titles of her books, kind of what she's the space she's she's playing in. Yep. An island princess starts a scandal. A Caribbean heiress in Paris is my favorite of her. Of her That's titles, a great one. I think she's also she has been she's done a lot of short stories for collections. Uh, here's my my favorites are the Like to F series, Ooh. which include uh, Rake. I'd like to F villain. I'd like to F and Duke. I'd like to F. <laughs> So Rilf, Vilf, and Dilf. Even though Dilf, I guess Dilf is already a thing, but it's a thing again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those t- those two that you said the the Eris and Paris one, mm-hmm. um, those are from the Lost Leona series, and that is about three women who travel from the Caribbean to the 1889 Exposition Universelle in Paris, where mm-hmm. they debuted the Eiffel Tower. Oh, is it is it like Emily and Perry? And I'm supposed to say. Caribbean heiress and Perry. I don't know. And I it's think not you're supposed, supposed to rhyme to say, like that. No, okay. I think you're supposed to say heiress and Paris. Okay. Perry um, and Perry. She was, she just said in one interview, she was talking about uh, writing that series because she was like researching a family trip to Paris and like found this article about the Dominican Republic being part of the ex- exhibition. She's like, well, I can, I can write books about that. Like, that mm-hmm. sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, her third novel in the Dreamers series. Uh, won a Ripped Bodice Award. She's been, you know, gotten a few other nominations. Uh, and she's also one of the co-creators of the Queer Romance POC Collective. Uh, there's a database on their website that has, you know, uh, POC writers of queer romance, uh, knowing that, like, the romance whole industry and community has had issues with gatekeeping, particularly around people of color. Uh, and so she stepped up, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote a book called On the Hustle, which in oh, yeah. 2023 won the Audi Award for Erotica. That's a that's an audiobook award, oh, I believe. Boy. Yeah. Steamier, On the Hustle. Steamier than this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> this is, podcast is very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what? Uh, before we take our break and start talking about the book itself proper, uh-huh. what about book with a sexy lady santa who fucks mm-hmm. like why did that catch your eye with vis-a-vis like santa fiction like why did that stand out to you i mean just thinking in terms of the kinds of books that we've read for for happy horny oh, sure. days yeah. in the past like yep. i think we have 
Uh, we have tried to do some different holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, but but most of what and, and last year was it last year or two years ago we did the one where there's a threesome. So we've done yeah sure <laughs> the she the one with she's so wet coop in it yeah the, which is like, the guy which fell I've into never the stopped thinking about since yeah. <laughs> but we never we've never done like girl and girl before, nope. and unlike some of the other books that we've like have we re- have we done one where one of the partners is Santa. Like Never. I know we've done a bunch where the backdrop has been Christmas, but it's always like some weirdo who owns a mall or something. Yes. I think most of and the, I don't think we've read a supernatural in any way, Christmas horny, like holiday horny book. Like I think mm-hmm. they've all been kind of what if a Hallmark movie plot with way more sex. What if a Hallmark movie plot that moved beyond chased kissing in yes. act three yes and, mm-hmm. and this one is like what if the hallmark movie already happened for one of the characters and now they're gonna fuck santa claus also mm-hmm. santa claus is a lady get ready mm-hmm. and um, i'm just like i've i've noted like my every every year i feel like i have a i have a slightly different response to like Christmas music starting, mm-hmm. including the songs that bother me a lot this year. It's the, it's both of the ones with rock in the title, jingle bell rock and <laughs> yeah, rocking around the Christmas really tree. done with those. I no, I hate them. They're the worst <laughs> awful. Um, but I'm more like the, the song that I'm enjoying this, this season is like Santa baby because oh, I yeah. am in, I'm sort of, enjoying the the genre the subgenre of christmas song where the object is to fuck santa sure yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah both of, but between it being sort of a, a gender swap santa situation and also just fucking santa in the first place instead of <laughs> fucking sure. some man like man or woman from the city who comes to a small town and discovers how much they love christmas yeah yeah, I don't know. I just thought I thought it'd give us something to talk about. Oh, I think you're totally right. It will give yeah. us something to talk about. Let's take mm-hmm. a quick break and then we'll talk about it. Okay. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Andrew, what's your standard like gift giving situation each year? Do you have like a format? What do you do? I mean, mostly I just in, in like the three months leading up to the holiday, I listen really hard for <laughs> hints that sure. are being dropped. And then I act on those okay. when the time comes. I try to do the same. Do you, but like on the on like the days of it's just kind of a free for all. It's not like you're doing a like a structured one gift to one person or anything like that. No, my, my mom was always a big, like everybody, everybody, nobody should go too long without opening a present thing, but I don't think, I don't think about it that much. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's kind of how I grew up. Now my family is in a, like we do a secret Santa, Mm -hmm. um, because everyone just wants to give gifts to like the little kid, you know, Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of worrying about anything else, Mm -hmm. but whether or not, you give gifts the way we do. You, the listener, that is, not you, Andrew. Whether or not you give gifts the way we do, you give gifts at all on the holidays, you get to decide how you give to yourself. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And therapy is a great tool to build off the introspection and reflection that this time of year usually inspires. It's helpful for goal setting, learning positive coping skills, and it can empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's all online, designed to be convenient and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, plus you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Overdue today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Overdue. Craig, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It's brought to you and to everybody by Squarespace. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Maybe you are just trying to start a small business. Maybe you are selling sex toys to to people after quitting your job in New York City. Sure. There are all kinds. There are all kinds of reasons why people need a website, Craig. All is what kinds. I'm saying. 
all kinds. And Squarespace is great for that. They're a website that helps you make websites. They give you beautiful templates, give you e-commerce tools. They give you drag and drop functionality for designing your site and making it look and act just the way you want it to. All the stuff you need to make a really good website. Here's some of the other things that we like about Squarespace. Craig, speaking of stuff that's wet, I'm going to talk about the Fluid Engine. It's a next generation website design system from Squarespace. It's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Squarespace also gives you powerful blogging tools that you can use to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. Categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. You can also use analytics insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective, improve your website, and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or your most po popular products and content. Whatever those products may be. Whatever they are. If any of this sounds good to you, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash overdue to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash overdue to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This, 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 this book and this recording session has me feeling off kilter because I think normally when we do happy horny days, the sex, like the sex is there so we can talk about it. Right. But there's a little more other scaffolding stuff to yeah. hold on. I think this gets into your, the take that you wanted to have a little bit a little on the bit. book yeah. is like my, my take is that I did want more of the lore, but like, that's maybe not why somebody who is buying the book would have been buying it. No, it <laughs> so. is most definitely not why they're buying the book. Yeah. All right, so tell me tell me what happens in the book. So Farnaz needs Farnaz Castillo mm -hmm. needs somewhere to stay yes. in the Dominican Republic mm -hmm. uh, due to work reasons that we don't find out about at first. Work reasons and like weather, st also also weather reasons. Yes, also like she can't fly to the mountain mountains to ski with her family. She is supposed to fly to Switzerland. Okay, yes. for For the holidays with her family, she was in the Dominican on work, uh, and do, there's some sort of big snowstorm over the Atlantic, I suppose, and so she can't fly yet. Yeah. On. On page one slash one and a half, <laughs> there's a big lore dump mm -hmm. that is very exciting. It's exciting, and I, yes, and I wish there were more of it. But what we because what we do get of it is so it gives me it makes me it gives me so many questions. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Here it is. So okay. she is going back and forth. She's on the phone in her rental car with her uncle Mel. Uncle Mel has arranged for her to crash at this fancy mansion uh, that she's never heard of before uh, in the Dominican Republic. And she's going to stay there for the night. And there's like a keypad entry and, and whatever. Uh, when your uncle is a literal legend, it can be hard to assess when things are a regular no big deal or a King of the Magi level no big deal. My Uncle Mel, a.k.a. King Melchior, is one of the three kings of the Magi who for a millennia have delivered gifts to brown Christian children worldwide. Not the OG Melchior. He passed centuries ago. But my uncle is his direct descendant and the acting Melchior for gift-delivering purposes. And his friend Chris is none other than Santa freaking Claus, the jolly bearded dude who hooks up kids with gifts in the colder parts of the world. Which means I'm punching a code to enter Santa's secret beach villa on Christmas Day. It's a bit of a mindfuck, but I roll with it because my Uncle Mel has never steered me wrong. So there are all kinds of implications of this yeah so, so melchior and balthasar and who's the other who's the other oh one? god uh gasper gaspar, <laughs> gaspar yeah. yeah uh they're like the three kings wise men yeah. from the from the jesus story yes. yes and so these three guys were put in charge of giving presents to kids by jesus i guess yeah i don't know well they brought gifts <laughs> then, to jesus Yes, they brought gifts to Jesus, and he said, oh, hey, you like to give gifts, huh? Okay, you and all of your families will be cursed with this job for Jesus the rest of forever. Jesus is not forever. mentioned in this book. Jesus isn't mentioned in this book, even though the, the existence of the three wise men does strongly <laughs> imply Jesus. Even though, like, I don't know where Santa comes out of that. 
is all like Unclear. maybe yes it's like a neil gaiman thing and just like people believed in santa and so there became a santa well because saint nicholas from you know 280 common era was a greek bishop he fought against mm-hmm. persecution he's mm-hmm. you know said that he brought gifts to people and yada uh-huh. yada yada and then became a saint all that good stuff that's where it comes from that's okay sure but and i'm with does, you it's like the, the book gaiman. does it does talk about like the 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 Magi doing their thing for like thousands of years. And when Christina Kringle talks about being Santa, she talks about being the first woman to have the job in a thousand years. And I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if that meant a thousand years ago, there was another woman Santa and she did did such a bad job that they would never give somebody, (laughs) they would never give a woman a chance ever again. Or if it's just been that there's been Santa for a thousand years. I, I read it as, the first woman in one comma zero 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 years mm-hmm. and that a thousand years ago a, a lady santa had happened mm-hmm. but she was like marissa mayer the the <laughs> lady who ran yahoo and in, into the ground and now no women can be tech ceos <laughs> anymore right i did read an article on smith Mo- smithmonian smithsonian mag smithmonian. well i mean smithmonian is yeah. the the sexy name of the <laughs> of the museum uh, about how in the 1940s during World War II, uh, because all the men were at war, a bunch of female Santas cropped up. Oh, like at the mall. We can, and we can stuff. do it. Uh, Rosie and there, the are art- there are articles Santa. Uh, about you know Washington Post. Uh, it seems better to have a feminine Santa than no Santa at all. Um, <laughs> wow. And, okay. and Wichita Daily Times basically being like. Yeah, it might be weird for kids to to see a female Santa, but probably today's children will make whatever concessions are necessary on that account, which is a weird way to say there's a war on. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. And then the guy went on to uh, just be upset. Another guy went on to be really upset about it and said, she didn't walk like Santa Claus walked. He lumbered and flat-footed around the result of years of carrying that massive pack on his back. This female Santa Claus minced around on size three shoes, and worst of all, she giggled. The real Santa Claus never giggled. So I'm just here to say that the The, theory that maybe a thousand years ago, a bunch of dudes were like, no thanks. Not my Santa. Holds up. What if what if Santa was on the toy run and she had her period? (laughs) We can never have a lady Santa. Okay, the toy run. The toy run. Okay, all right. So that's this is. So I in in the back of this the version of the book that that I bought probably one that you bought yep, too, as well is is the first chapter of the next book, the Toy King. Yes, and this gets a little bit more into some things that are sort of implied in this book. I did not read this, so I'm glad that you did. Okay, so it's talking about the toy like the toy runners. Yes. Who are, I think all the, all the people associated with the Magi and with Santa. Yeah. The people. And then there's all, there also is a group called the toy makers. Oh. And there's some like politics there. Oh no. (laughs) Yes. But it's like, this is a, it's a hereditary position. I guess. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not like a Santa Claus, the Santa Claus thing where you could just knock somebody off a roof and like assume the, the mantle you need. Okay. Runner. And this is talking about how. You know, like the like Mrs. Claus, for uh-huh. example, would be just as important to the running of the toys as Santa Claus. Okay. It's just an important support position. Runners are bred to worship their mates. From childhood, it's ingrained in us that any runner worth anything will treasure their helpmate until they draw their last breath. Besides our duty to the run, our devotion to our mate is our highest calling in life. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so that just like that makes this the romance in Her Night with Santa even higher stakes because one, Christina Kringle's been doing the solo for how like ten years. Yeah. Um, and two, like it's you know, who she who she picks will have a big impact on how Christmas is executed, apparently. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, this is uh, my father's tone is not one that indicates he's in a mood to play. So I keep my pithy response to myself, but apparently he's a mind reader. Uh, I didn't think so. The bottom line is I need one of my sons to give me grandchildren or else the Korea line will die. Besides, there's a long tradition of toy makers and toy runners making alliances through marriage. This is important for the future of both our houses. Oh, that's from the sequel. This is from the sequel. Still, 
It's true there have been many toy runner and toy maker marriages. It is a way of cementing relationships, of keeping the traditions alive. <laughs> that is set up in this novel. It is set up in this novel, and I just I wanted I that this is what I want more of is like the weird is the lore sure. stuff. Yes, is like what what's the deal with the toy runners? And they all seem to have serve like different demographic groups. Yes. So the the, the big thing in this setup, right? Mm-hmm. So we have Farnaz here. And she is self-described 35, unmarried, and just trashed her perfectly good job to design ergonomic butt plugs and vibrators. So she has, uh-huh. she is a toy maker. Yes. She has quit her job at like a traditional corporate uh, toys for children company in America. It's in, it's in Manhattan. Yep. And that's how you know it's soulless is that's the place where everybody goes to get their love of Christmas beaten out of them so they can go back somewhere else and find it again. This is what I'm saying is like Farnaz has already experienced a sexy Hallmark movie mm-hmm. where she off screen. Yes. Off screen. Yes. So she had a whole life working at this crappy like company, but she loved sex. And then she like you know awoke to her desire to make sex toys and then the movie ends with her opening her own business right okay cool yeah. her family seems a little upset with her mm-hmm. it, mostly that she's in the dominican republic and not already spending holiday time with them uh and so she's come down here on business to try and get investors why i i love <laughs> i know like why it's the dominican because like that's all that's part of herrera's heritage and, and her like, life so like i guess like you can't pick up the phone fo- i guess they're if you can't do it you over the phone show it the material must, yeah it must be because there's a there is a hands-on component to the to the pitch well and she does <laughs> say like as she's looking around this fancy mansion um before anybody else shows up she's like oh i'm here alone and i have a bag full of my own prototypes mm-hmm. let's go yeah it's, I am like I'm I am curious to know more about like how like who she contracts to to make the prototypes like does she have a, a 3D printer or sure. you she know have who, a guy. who is yeah. yes yeah who's who's helping her design these because she apparently doesn't have like financial backing or any anything like no, that No she does not know. no she had a six figure salary that she has given up so maybe she put mm-hmm. some money away but mm-hmm. also she's the the niece of Melchior so maybe she's the niece of and so Mel- make Melchior maybe knows a couple a guys but yes she says i'm going to get off so many times in here to just, about the house i love it i love time it. to get on with time to get on with my solo sex capade feliz navidad to me she says so then we change perspectives <laughs> mm-hmm. and christina kringle rolls into the mansion mm-hmm. on she flies her reindeer sleigh into their climate controlled stable yeah implying it's lady reindeer that she has just finished the toy run to me has just finished the toy run yes okay that that colors my entire experience no she every year christina kringle does the toy run and then goes to this house to relax for a week and not talk to anybody not see anybody not do anything yes being the first female Santa in more than a thousand years means I have to do my job better than any of the dudes that did it before me. And even with the full support of my dad, who I guess is a retired Santa. Listen, Andrew, <laughs> 10 years ago, Mrs. Claus got deathly ill she, and died? he retired. So what we're, we're the backstory we are talking about is revealed a little bit later when they have like heart to heart conversations slash talk to each other during sex. But um, he retired early. Because his wife got deathly ill, and so he needed to spend more time with her. And then five years later, Mrs. Claus passed away, but he had already retired and really liked it. And Christina has taken over the mantle. There are rumors among the toy runners and the toy runner community, I suppose. Uh, I guess the lead toy runners have to know. Yeah. But since... The dad Santa is still like on the board. Like Mel can talk to him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but there have been rumors that a lady Santa is out there. But the, like, yeah. the kids don't know. The kids still yes. think it's Coca Cola Santa coming by. Uh, yeah. Just like most people don't realize that for the last decade, all the children writing lists to Santa Claus have been getting their presents from a butch lesbian with a penchant for winged eyeliner and red lipstick. Yes. I do like. I did have a slight 
quibble with the use of the word Butch in this book, and maybe it's just because of the cover, but on the cover of this book <laughs> is a like extremely femme presenting woman mm. with a short haircut. And that's basically how she's described in this too, despite the the use of the word butch. Yeah, I, not, I don't want to like argue that there's like a hard and fast term for, for what people look like and how they, they, they no, can identify, but it, it just like bothered me a little bit. <laughs> I think it, it, it as deployed in the, in this book, I think it is shorthand for more her Dom personality than it is in a, like a visual aesthetic. Uh-huh. Right. Um, yeah. Because she is certainly the like, she takes the lead in mo- in most of the. She does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think you're. That's a fair point. Yes. Um, so I go hard, and by the time afternoon rolls around on Christmas Day, I'm done for. So she's rolling in, having just been all around the world. Yes. To give toys to everybody. In the northern, in the cold northern hemisphere, because mm-hmm. the yes. the the kings have the other part. The magi take care of the other part. <laughs> sure. Yeah, this this is the kind of book that really needs to start with a map. Like just <laughs> just delineating all the territory. Uh, and she goes to her bedroom and the door is closed and she hears someone using a vibrator or she hears a buzzing sound and someone moaning. Yeah, she hears somebody moaning. Oh, fuck, that's good. I hear a woman's moan come from inside my bedroom. What the hell is going on? At that very moment, my phone vibrates in my pocket, and I take it out to find a message from my father. That's some Santa shit. Santa Santa knows. Santa Claus. Don't be alarmed. She's only there for the night. That is a thing that this book does not explore at all, is the how omniscient is is santa, santa giving her a present yes is he still is he back in the game for one last present before yes. he well, retires it also, for good? it also doesn't explain the like santa surveillance stuff at all like it's not interested in that sure yeah yeah his eyes and ears yeah. that um, tell him whether kids have been but no mm-hmm. it is strongly implied that like santa said yes to uncle mel to maybe set his daughter up with someone mm-hmm I don't know if Santa knew it was going to be this horny, though. He does seem to know his I'm daughter not, yeah. pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> There's also the, the other the other thing. My other note about this being Santa is I don't feel like Christina or like Santa Dad, who we don't see very much of. I don't like. I don't need them to be full on like Tim Allen in Santa Claus Two, just like Santa only eats candy canes. Yes, like kind of sure. yes nonsense mm-hmm. or like elf the movie elf where yep. he's trying to put chocolate on his spaghetti or whatever yep. but they, they don't there's not a lot of santa stuff i feel like there's a more of an opportunity for santa wordplay where she's oh. got like where instead of being like a fit woman she's, she's got like a belly like a bowl full of jelly and she says ho 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 and there's just like more you know it's more Santa E. I mean i wanted her to be more like the santa that i know from <laughs> coca-cola ads <laughs> i Okay, I was think I do. My take is mostly aligned with that note in that I was surprised that there was not more playful festivity yes. in the mm-hmm. book. And there, I mean, I guess she did just she just did it. Well, she just she maybe she's overloaded on the holidays. But here's at this like point. so the book does have a sleigh scene at the end, which we'll talk about. Yeah, ep- um, you mean the epilogue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where we do, and you know, and not just that the ladies slay because they do, but uh, that we like Santa's sleigh is involved, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there isn't so like there's a couple beats when they're fucking, and Farnaz is like remarking on how good Christina smells or something like that. Uh huh. I was sort of expecting like, you know, it. Does she smell like cookies or cinnamon? <laughs> Does she have holiday notes? And this yeah. book is not interested in that. And that's fine. It's not interested in that. It's and fine. It's, it's, like, a, it's a steamy. It is a very sexy book. It's not It's not interested in doing that kind of stuff, except the first time that Christina sees Fernaz, she, says, she does say holy snowballs. She does. And You're right. For a book that deploys the C word and other stuff like so yes. freely yes. for Santa's internal monologue to be like a oh, holy snowballs is <laughs> holy snowballs and I bad. I want that to be I want there to be more of yeah more of that. Yeah, sure. Um 
No, this Holy book snowballs. Is... There's a gorgeous curvy caramel skinned goddess on my bed with a vibrator pressed to her pussy wearing nothing but nipple clamps. I feel a rush of liquid pooling between my thighs and I'm certain my brain's shorting with this much new information to process all at once. This is literally minutes after Santa Claus has stepped off of her sleigh and has walked into her house to find an intruder there. And it's a lady masturbating and she's like, I know I just delivered toys to millions of children, but I'm going to have to fuck this lady. I am going to have to. She fuck does this say lady. I'm absolutely fucking this woman. <laughs> I love this Santa. Cla- I do love this Santa Claus a lot. This okay, Santa Claus. Tell me, tell me more. He, I like that this Santa Claus knows what she wants. Yes. And takes it because Santa Claus is all about uh-huh. giving, you know, season of giving. And this Santa yeah. Claus is willing. The to Santa take. Claus is all about taking, mm-hmm. you know, I, Santa I like Claus. It. Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> to town to town yes mm-hmm. <laughs> on your town going mm-hmm. to town um and that is the, that is the name of another yep. holiday book let's not lest we plagiarize santa claus is going to town on me is <laughs> a possible contender for future yep <laughs> horny holidays episode so I, I guess my only concern about them from like they, they seem to approach this they both like throw themselves into the physical relationship right away. They are right away. Making and, and out, yeah. having sex right away. Mm-hmm. And I did think like, are they not, are, are they not worried about the, like my dad w- works with your uncle. Like they, they seem to be approaching it with the abandon of a one night flip. Like we will never uh-huh. see each other again. Fling f- at first, mm-hmm. which obviously that's not the relationship that, that sticks around. But like, they know they run in the same circles. They run. It's it's interesting because Christina is like heir to the the Claus empire. Like yeah. she will presumably be, and because this is purely hereditary, and the line has been unbroken for over a thousand years. Yep. <laughs> presumably, will eventually be responsible for like birthing and raising a new a new Santa somehow. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's just like a first child thing that that it goes to, or like how succession is is planned unclear but Fernaz is she is her uncle is the magi but she's not she does not seem to be in the line of succession unless unless something bad would happen true 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 that's a good point um yeah which also like is is are these are the name like balthazar and stuff like are these names that kids are given or are they titles that are passed down i don't or, know like the only way she just said it was the, she, that her uncle is not the og melchior but no he's not the og melchior he's a different guy yeah i don't know man is santa's dad well santa's dad santa's dad is named chris and his daughter is named chris christina yeah right okay mm-hmm. A lot of questions. I've, yeah, a lot of questions. And they're not they're not explored as thoroughly as these two women explore each other's bodies. Yep. Um, I'm absolutely fucking this woman. There's no way that's not happening at yep. this point. The only thing keeping me from leaning in and pulling her out to the edge of the bed so I can put my mouth on that glistening pussy is the fact that this was all orchestrated by my father. <laughs> also not explored as deeply as it could have been, I don't think. <laughs> no. The like my dad is trying to set me up. Like I feel like most romance stories do have like yes. a, a couple of like peaks and valleys to the relationship where you know there's like maybe a little bit more of a meet cute situation and mm-hmm. then there's a this can never work situation and then they make it work and that's why we root for them and so and sometimes that can be oh my parents tried to fix this up and i'm resistant to it or uh-huh. something like that mm-hmm. um but no chris knows what she needs because she worked very hard it's been a long season it's been a long six months yeah uh, after they fuck the first time, uh-huh. uh, they are going to fuck again. Yes. <laughs> and we learn that, uh, Chris has a tattoo on her arm of all of the Santas. I missed this part. Did you not like, what? catch that? <laughs> Is this like a sleeve tattoo of every Santa? It's kind of unclear how many names there are. I'm going to see if I can find the quote real quick, but it's uh, she's like, you know, rubbing her like running her fingers on uh, Farnaz's like, you know, stomach or something like that. And Farnaz like notices the tattoo. Where is it? Um, She runs a finger 
over the tattoo on one of my arms. The cursive script is in a single line from my shoulders to my wrists. Are those names, she asks, and her fingers on me feel hot. I'm burning all over for her. Yeah, I say, and lean in to kiss her. Whose names? All the na- all the women and men in the Kringle family who have worked to bring toys to children, I say. Oh, okay, so there have been other female Santas. So what did that... Were they all what did, in the Kringle... What did she, what did she do a thousand years ago? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Um, it's uh, oh no. She goes on to say that it's like it's not just the person in the sleigh. It's all oh, the people okay, who are okay. helping. All and right. so she got a tattoo to kind of remind herself of her family legacy. Yeah, look for the helpers. Yes, a little bit. Um, and they just engage in some amazing, like hip to hip action. I think my favorite. Grinding is when they talk about r- how good rubbing their boobs together feels. Oh, sure. I don't which remember I don't, which scene that is. Yeah, I, but I like I don't know if that's is that if that's true or not. <laughs> it did it did read a little like it was it just it struck me a little funny. It's just, it's just like oh you know what's good is rubbing our boobs together. <laughs> they have a um, snack by the pool. They chat a little bit. The infinity pool. The yes. infinity pool. It's a very it's a very nice. I, I made note of all the very nice furnishings because at one point they are like having sex on a futon. Like it's yep. like it's their sophomore year of college. It's refer- what But is, everything else is very upscale. At one point, um, Farnaz describes it as a, like looking like a Nancy Myers movie, like a really clean, like uh, intern, you know, m- very modern, very contemporary, mm-hmm. not necessarily what she would expect. Um, and this is where we get this, this, Chat by the Infinity Pool is where we get all the backstory that we've just been talking about. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it is an island of of dialogue that is not about sex amid dialogue that's about nothing is. but sex. And all, and all the dialogue is like, uh, mm, yeah, lick it, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, suck my clit, please. Do it hard. I'm going to come so hard. You're excellent at eating pussy. Christina, I'm going to make such a mess. Uh-huh. You should do, you, do the audiobook. I should do that. You're so good at this. I'm going to make such a mess. <laughs> I just, this book is mostly, and I do not say this as in any sort of derogatory way, but this book is mostly the porn parts. It's mostly the porn parts. So, like, it is steamy. It is steamy. It's just yeah. If, if if you were if you were coming to porn because you like the, your porn to be broken up with story, there's not a ton of that. If you which like to read the Playboy I, articles, this is yeah. not a book for you. <laughs> which I just I just felt personally as somebody who has to talk about this book for an yeah, hour did sure. not like there there's there was not a lot of like variety. Like it's you do have different like distinct sex scenes. They yeah. do do slightly different things. Like there's the one there's the one of the nipple clamps. There's the one. Where Christina jams a bunch of beads the, inside the main of her one butt with the with um, the the leg separator bar and uh, the dildo like and they're use and like Christina is very excited to be using Farnaz's toys like that uh-huh. is a turn on for her and the leg separator thing is sort of described in in like in very instructional yeah <laughs> yeah she's thought a lot about it mm-hmm. um, but no the what because the book is mostly a series of uh intimate descriptions um to be incredibly square about it mm-hmm. um there is not like the the scenes are not tied together with like conflict resolution conflict resolution right it mm-hmm. is just a story about two ladies who found each other found each other incredibly hot fuck for 16 hours uh-huh. And then uh abscond to the North Pole <laughs> together. <laughs> and like that could be what the story is, but yeah. the the type of the sex is mostly motivated by them discovering how much they really click together mm-hmm. and um building to a level of intimacy that I think like in the la- maybe it's the last scene together before the epilogue where they're like I, like they look in each other's eyes like while they are mm-hmm. reaching orgasm and like it is supposed to like they are connected. Yeah. And then the, the perspective shifts between the two of them throughout the yes, book. And, and both, both of them are like 
their first response to each other is like, man, do I think this is really annoying slash embarrassing or is this my like greatest sex news fantasy? Yeah. Yes. Um, so for Christina, it's like walking in and finding a curvy. I know that's a fun euphemism for like yep. not yeah. thin. Yeah. That the book uses over and over. A curvy woman in her bed masturbating and for... For Naz, it's being like it's it's a woman dressed like a butch woman dressed as Santa, who's watching her masturbate, and that's her <laughs> that's her fantasy. Yeah, they both are getting something that they don't normally get, and they're both they're both like immediately into each other and a little like uh, worried about moving too fast. Or yes. I mean, I guess it is true to a lot of lesbian stereotypes where these women do like move in together at the North Pole like very very quickly after they <laughs> meet each other. <laughs> um well yeah because what the the invitation from chris so like the thing we learn about uh uh is that she after she left her job and is you know down here she moved all her stuff into storage and like Mm -hmm. sold her apartment or Mm -hmm. moved out of her apartment Mm -hmm. and so after the holidays her plan is i guess just like move back in with her parents until her business takes off and chris is like you can come up and live with me and my dad at the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> with the implication being my like, dad who my dad who got us together and yeah. it's, 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 uh, presumably he's been watching this whole time because he has that technology. There, let's not talk about all the elves on the shelf that are probably all over the place oh, in no. this house. Oh no. It's not part of the book, but I'm I'm surmising. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, like come up to the North Pole where we can fuck all the time. Uh my dad won't hear us. It's fine. Don't worry. It's, a, it's got a whole, it's a whole like part of the earth up there. It's not, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, and yeah, a lot of privacy. Um, they do, they do decide to do that. I mean, there is like a beat where Fernaz is like, "Let me think about it," mm-hmm. but then a few hours go by. She she gets a notice that it's going to be another day before she can go on a flight. Yeah, she gets a call because she thinks she's going to have to leave, and then she doesn't. And then they both are like, yeah, we're going to fuck a whole bunch more now. Which they do. Were you like me when she was like, oh, no, my plane got delayed? Did you make a note that was like, could you just use the reindeer? And then on she the next, did, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Christina page, was like, hey, I have a. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably like a using company resources for personal. Fair enough. Stuff. Like yeah, she probably doesn't want to be. Yeah. It's a like, I don't know if she can thing. be removed from office as Santa for for anything like. God, if she but fell. again, I. I assume there's got to be a succession plan in place. There's got to be sort of a corporate governance, like a body of of oversight that yeah. makes sure that she's doing a good job as Santa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially she's being she's being scrutinized by somebody because she does say I have to do this job better than all the dudes who did it, and like <laughs> some of some of that scrutiny is probably coming from like the her constituents, like the kids who she's delivering the presents to, but. You would only really be worried about like providing that good customer service if you did have like a boss, boss? that you had to report yeah. to. And I guess it's Santa Dad. I don't know what I, it, I don't know what this community of people are that could mm-hmm. have opinions. It just is just kind of having fun evoking the like what if Santa Claus was a job trope, which is just, mm-hmm. you know, we've enjoyed that. We enjoy that part of the Santa Claus, that's like Ernest Saves Christmas has that going on in it. Um, I was trying to think of other stories that had female Santas or something like that in it. Mm-hmm. There was an Anna Kendrick movie a few years ago called Noel that was pretty charming, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's that's her general body of work. Yeah, yeah. It's and like that's pretty charming, I guess. Her brother is supposed to be the new Santa, and he doesn't want to do it, and so she like fills in for a season and then they're just like why don't you just be santa and that's uh-huh. how it ends um, okay but there's no there's not like strap-ons in that movie or anything like that it's a pretty mm-hmm. tame disney mm-hmm. movie i think <laughs> uh so then yeah they they have a big sex capade with farnaz's toys look into each other's eyes they yes so they i had one specific please section that was not about toys that i wanted to oh just get your because you read to me about the the tattoo sleeve yeah sure um all right let's let's just tell me 
what do we think is going on here? I love this raw, frantic fucking, and I honestly can't remember the last time I felt this free, like I'm lit from the inside, and looking at the heat in Farnaz's chocolate brown eyes, seeing how into this she is makes it that much better. Before I know it, I'm doing it. It's not something I usually do the first time I'm with someone, or even the second, but in a way, Farnaz is part of my world, if not directly. I want to be fully here with her. I close my eyes and press into her so she can feel it when it starts. Fuck, she gasps, her eyes huge. Are you doing that? She asks through gritted teeth as her hands grip my hips. I nod and her grin gets huge. Oh my god, you've got a self-heating pussy. Her mouth opens in a silent O of pure bliss after she says it. I've got a self-heating pussy, I say with a wink and thrust against her in earnest. Holy fuck, you are the perfect woman. Her words get cut off as her orgasm slams into her and the gush of liquid that spills from her gives me the slick I need to get there myself. I bite off a few curses as I ride out possibly the most intense orgasm of my life and finally slump into Farnaz's soft and welcoming body. Is that one of Santa's powers? Is just like a... <laughs> heated genital? Like heated genitals? I wasn't sure if that was actually happening... I wasn't. It's like, and this is just to be clear. This isn't something that women could do, right? Like, this is a. <laughs> this isn't something that real women could do, right? I think what I. Hmm. You're not answering my question. <laughs> I think I read that <laughs> because, as like they were, she was like in orgasm against her, and it was having a, a strong reaction. Is that how you, because I read it as Santa Claus has a heating element inside of her <laughs> pussy. I guess when you put it that way, I don't think I can refute your argument. That's clearly, before I know it, I'm doing it. It's a voluntary thing that she can switch on. Huh. And she's doing it. Huh. And she's just, and Christina's just pressing into Farnaz when it yeah, starts. I guess that is what it is. Mm-hmm. That her body is a sex toy is really mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, kind of like kind of like lubricant that makes you feel warm, but yeah, but it's coming out of Santa's body. But it's but it's self heating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I guess this book is more festive than I gave it credit for. <laughs> I think when I read that, based on how all of the sex had gone before. There I was, can't believe you read it and thought anything other than, wow, listen, Santa has Santa has like a, like a butane lighter inside book of her. had done a pretty good job of not doing anything magical. It didn't, yeah, it hadn't done a lot of magic. So mm-hmm. I was really trying to find a version of that. It didn't make sense to me. So my, mm-hmm. my brain just said... No. I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to think about this. But mm-hmm. thank you for making me think about it. because oh, I you're was, welcome. I was worried there... Like, in the epilogue, it kind of yada yada's uh, Santa magic. I'm a, a little... little I'm actually a little bothered by parts of the epilogue, which we can talk about. Oh, yeah. I do want to talk once, about the Once epilogue. we're done talking about the self-heating pussy, which yeah. I think we just do need to put a button on this it, <laughs> conversation. I, guess, I think also I read those words and it didn't, like... It wasn't... F- santa wordplay in any like it didn't like spin on some sort of santa trope that i was some like an established of. thing that santa does like yeah his, mm-hmm. i guess his rosy red nose or something <laughs> <laughs> that it wasn't like a rudolph pun you know yeah mm-hmm. um but i'm glad you brought it to my attention yeah because yeah Cause now it's we're just because gonna... it's like you said it's what it's a weird magical thing in an island of just like pretty nor like raunchy but like within the realm of two regular people yeah. having sex with each other like pretty regular sex and, and sometimes the book is like yeah they had some sex and then we watched some tv and then we had a conversation and now we're gonna have another long sex scene it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting that she's like sometimes i'll show it to you uh and i and sometimes i will show it to you mm-hmm. and then sometimes we're just gonna note that we just had some more which is you yeah. know that's kind of how that would work, I think, in that yeah. situation. Yeah. But let's talk about the epilogue. And you th- like you think that whatever technology also that allows Santa to go down chimneys of any size might be useful. Would also be useful in a sexual situation. Mm. Maybe maybe be- she's just not using it now. <laughs> maybe. But again, I think that's where I wanted uh, um, three star Goodreads reviews, real quick. 
Oh shoot, my guitar's on the on the wall. Okay. <laughs> Three star good reviews. Uh, Olivia says there was a good amount of spice, but I didn't feel much for either of the main characters. Also, apart from the fact Chris is Santa, I didn't feel that this book was that festive. Maybe Olivia didn't notice. Didn't read about the self eating pussy. The self eating pussy either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph said this is festive and fun. Steph thought it was festive. I would have loved some deeper character development. And maybe I'm way too demi, demisexual, I think she means, but it's also baffling when characters are able to enjoy having sex with total strangers. Uh, and then the love blossoms from there, which is, I think, folks want it the other way around. If they're Yeah, I think, I think some of that is that, like, I, I, that, that thought occurred to me, too. Like, having sex with strangers and also, like, two 35-year-old women, one of, one of which just got off work, like, being this interested in being <laughs> the, physical the with each other, also read part. a little... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Alice... Okay, Alice Ampersand hashtag X1F319 semicolon says... Catchy. Three slash five star emoji? Lesbian Santa question mark question mark? Yeah. Is That's there it. more? That's the that <laughs> Let's talk about the epilogue, Andrew. <sighs> this now, is I, I had to yeah, read okay. this twice to, to truly grok the time jump. It's a few years. It's a three-year time jump. Yeah. Uh, they're at the North they've just, Pole. They've just gotten engaged. Correct. She's going to And yet to their relationship Claus. is stuck in the same yeah. sexual Mobius strip that it's been stuck in That's the whole time. That's going to be their marriage, they, I think. They can't talk about anything. They can only, se- they can only sex. They only sex. No talk, only fuck. Uh, and they're going to go on a sleigh ride, which I do appreciate that they're going to go on a sleigh ride. Mm-hmm. We get some discussion of the sigils and all the other stuff that goes into making Christmas happen. Uh, and that, that that is not you eliding over any details. <laughs> no. Christina has explained the sigils and all the other stuff that goes into getting a sleigh and its reindeer to travel the world all in one night, but I can never remember it all. To be fair, it's hard to focus around her. My bo- her body is sm- or my lady is smoking hot. So mm-hmm. Santa's too hot for me to understand how she can be Santa. There's also in this hangar, it is a reindeer yeah. hangar yeah. that they're in, a, quote, tiny biodome protects the sleigh's magic. Yeah. There's also it. a magic dome. Yeah, why not? But I feel like, I like so Farnaz has gone all the way up to the North Pole to be with Santa and yeah. to like help Santa do yeah. her thing. Yeah. But there's nothing in this epilogue about how she became like a yep. Very successful, successful sex toy salesperson yep. or like... She opened like Santa's because you know okay season one of the Tim Allen Santa Claus show on okay. Disney Plus still yep, haven't watched sure. season two I'm gonna do it I swear okay. yeah oh I mean a lot of that centers on the fading of the Christmas spirit sure and how, and how it sort of saps Santa's power to have fewer people believe in him and fewer people yeah and so I guess I kind of I want I wanted something I could read as. Santa discovering a hot new untapped market. Yes. Delivering toys to adults. The naughty list. The naughty. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but there's there's nothing. It just seems like Farnaz comes up here and sexes up Santa whenever Santa wants it. And that is supposed to build. That's supposed to be the foundation of their marriage. And I just don't. Yeah. I don't buy. It makes me a little worried for them. She put her dreams away in a drawer like a dildo. She's ashamed of. Yeah, like a dildo that doesn't hit the right spots. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a bummer. I mean, it does. Their their final sex scene is spurred by a a, a gift dildo that she gives Santa Claus. So she is still making them. But the the story is not concerned with like, did she is she working remotely? Like, what you know, what is the deal here? Well, it's funny. Are you familiar enough with the U.S. office to know about Jan Jan Levinson's candle business that she yes, <laughs> she runs? I'm, yes, I'm familiar the, with the, ca- the and candle she tries business. To, and she tries to trick people into like coming into her <laughs> little office and like <laughs> giving her funding to start a candle business. Like, it does have a little bit of that. Yeah, it does vibe to me. Yep. It's just like a, a thing that. If Mrs. it hasn't Claus already, does. before long, will fester into resentment. Yeah, hmm. because she put her dreams away like a like a dildo, where and the batteries know. exploded and leaked everywhere, <laughs> and it doesn't work anymore. Okay. And what is and what's she getting other than like hot Santa? Can we know? talk about the sleigh fucking? Yeah, before sure. we wrap up here. Yeah, tell me all about it. 
First, they fuck. I feel like you've been. I've gotten to read all the sexy parts, and you've got had a lot of notes for me on my my line reads. So I w- I would like to hear you say. Oh, something. okay. Yeah. I, I need to pull a passage then. Okay. Because um, mostly what I pulled <laughs> was a quote that Santa says at the end that okay. I just can't forget. But yes. Uh, yeah. So they're they're up against the sleigh, and Farnaz is dressed very sexy for this sleigh ride, which is just a test sleigh ride. The reindeer aren't aren't joining them, which is probably good. Um, and she's up against it, and uh, what does she say? Christ- Mine, Christina tells me, with the hottest little purr as her hand slides inside my underwear. All yours, I moan, giving her better access. Before I know it, she has spun me around so my face presses to the warm metal. Shit, baby, I gasp, <laughs> grabbing onto the door of the sleigh. Chris is already on her knees behind me, her face at my ass. Oh, fuck yes. Lift your legs, she orders, before <laughs> nipping one of my ass cheeks. My soaked thong is tossed to the ground in a hot second, and my bare ass is getting a pleasant squeeze. So juicy, Chris admires, parting my folds with her fingers. Her mouth is so close, the warm air she breathes out tickles my sensitive skin. I want her tongue on me, her fingers, going to suck the life out of you. Goddess, mm-hmm. yes, please, I beg. So that they haven't even gotten in the sleigh yet. <laughs> I mean, why would you only fuck in the sleigh if you could do it before and also during and after? That's true. Mm-hmm. Why you need to fuck in the sleigh, Santa says, after they go up in the sky, Santa puts up the the shield that protects them from the elements, she yes, says. Yes, right. So they won't be cold. And they or pull- suffer from like the air being too thin, I assume. Like- <laughs> no. Buffeting winds or anything like that. Um, pulls out the new gift dildo that they're going to use up in the sky. And Santa says, I want to have a memory of us whenever I am up here. Uh-huh. I just... I just have to think about whenever... Like like any normal person who's mm-hmm. doing their job, you mm-hmm. could just be thinking about your partner and mm-hmm. wanting to get home to them so you can have really intense sex. Sure. Then if you also think about how fun it is to think about how Santa has a job, Mm -hmm. you have to entertain that Santa is a sexual creature who while he or she is or they are doing their job, they're thinking about how much they want to fuck somebody. And that's just there are no carols about that. Nobody. Not yet. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I was just really struck by the reality that maybe there's a boring stretch, you know. Where Santa's like, oh, I always, this takes way longer than I expect. I wish I could find a better route. Well, and there's all, there's already got to be some like time dilation th- stuff yes. going on. So you assume that Santa has some downtime while he's driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what else is she going to think about? The stains on the seat next to her? Yeah. <sighs> she's not cleaning those. Those are memories. Yeah, no, she was. She's not. I had a fun time with this book, Andrew. It does raise the possibility of like Santa just cranking it and sleigh. Also, <laughs> I know. And there's who's bought? It's a hereditary position. Who do they report to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I did have fun with it. I feel like there's some unrealized potential. Like I I wanted it to be just a little bit more of what it was. I think even people who, among the other Goodreads reviews I was reading, even people who liked it were like, would have read more. Please, yeah. you know, could have could have gone further. Could I think the character development would have helped the sex be more memorable. Like, from a descriptive yeah. mm-hmm. perspective, it was plenty steamy um, and exciting to read. But it, was, it didn't have the, like, character motivations from some of the other sexy romances that we've read. Mm-hmm. So. I thought that the quote that you were going to say from the end of the book that you couldn't forget was, thanks for the ride, Santa, which is also a thing that (laughs) is said. Uh, What a fun book. Her Night with Santa. Her Night with Santa. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy happy horny days. Happy horny days. Yeah, I hope that all of you can are fit to bust. (laughs) That's our gift. That's our gift to you. Oh, man, if you have any other thoughts on uh, Santa lore that are safe to send through email, send them to us over to pod at gmail.com. Um, if you have any thoughts on where Jesus fits in 
to all this. I don't. I'd be really curious to hear think them. about. I mean, we mm-hmm. have read the Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah. Um, where does he fit in? Mm-hmm. Um, social media at Overdue Pod. Thanks to people who've reached out in the past week. I just, want a, I just want a sexy book where Jesus says in the third person, Jesus wept <laughs> about like how sexy somebody is. <laughs> you know? Maybe I need to be the change I want to see in the world. Listen, I searched Santa Claus on AO3 and there were 4,400 hits. So you can go search that on AO3 and see what I mean, a San- like Santa Jesus slash fic would be interesting because there would be like the, the religious versus secular thing to consider. Because they're both innately like, sep- like they-, they inhabit these separate worlds and I don't, I don't know how they resolve that. Don't know. I need to read it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be the change you want to see in the world, Andrew. At Overdue Pod on social media. Thanks to Nick Larandis, who composed our theme music. Andrew, if folks want to know more about the show, I want to, I was thanking people. Benjamin, Rachel, Robert, Tim, Jen, and Rob for reaching out in the past week. If folks want to know more about the show, where do they go? OverduePodcast.com is our internet website. We have books that we've read up there. January schedule is going to go up pretty soon. Uh, we also have a Patreon project, patreon.com slash OverduePod. Get long read episodes early, sit in on bonus recordings, access our Discord server, which I'm sure is going to be going off after this episode goes off. Yep. Up. It's either people are going to be talking a lot or people are going to be looking for the exits. I think that's the only those are the only reactions that people could have to this. Uh, again, patreon.com slash overdue pod. Craig, what are we doing next week? Do we next know? week, I believe, is the house at Pooh Corner. We're, we're going to do at least one. Switching, if not- ge- switching gears a little bit. <laughs> it's entering the public domain in 2024. So we figured we'd kick it off with House of Pooh Corner. And I think on our Patreon poll we have two patreon polls running for january so the results of those will be out soon um one of them is more uh public domain stuff so check that out yeah all right everybody thank you so much for taking the sleigh ride with us and we hope you have had a good year and that you have a good next year and until we talk to you next week please try to be happy That was a HeadGum Podcast.